This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we take a closer look at our national powerhouse rowing program. Plus, the tennis teams are back on the winning track. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The baseball team split a doubleheader with Williams on Saturday. Bates won Game 1 6-2, but fell in Game 2 4-1. In Game 1, senior captain Connor Russell went five strong innings for his second win of the year, and junior Dan Truly delivered a clutch hit to give Bates some breathing room in the bottom of the sixth. Next delivery on the way, a Truly line drive, center field, that's going to fall for a base hit. Aaron scores. Here comes Avila. He'll score as well on the two RBI single for Dan Truly, and the Bobcats lead 6-2. to two. The Bobcats are on the road this week with a big three-game series with NASCAC Divisional foe Trinity this Friday and Saturday. Although the softball team dropped a pair of one-run games at Wesleyan over the weekend, because it is not a divisional matchup, it does not impact their place in the standings. Bates is at Bowdoin this Friday, and they host the Polar Bears in a doubleheader Saturday at noon. Both tennis teams defeated Connecticut College by a count of 8-1 to one on Sunday at Merrill Gymnasium. The women and the men each sport a record of 3-2 and two in NASCAC action. The men travel to Wesleyan Tuesday and host Tufts on Friday. Sophomore Jacob Coppola is thriving this year at number one doubles with All-American Ben Rosen. He and Rosen won Sunday and Coppola turned in a dominant 6-1, 6-love win at number four singles. And this week, the Missouri native joins the Bobcast. Well, first of all, you're from Missouri, St. Louis area. So how'd you find out about Bates when you decided to come up here for college? I mean, first I emailed Coach through uh, the recruiting process, and um, I wasn't in contact with him that much, but uh, I had met, my dad had met someone from his work who knew someone that was playing in this tournament with him that was, went to Bates College. So I linked up with him, started hitting with him, and he was just explaining how much he loved Bates. And so I was like, okay, I'll give Bates a shot. And so I... Uh, Really started actively talking to coach and uh, ended up here and I'm loving it. So, you take any visits or anything up here? I did. I took two visits. I went one time. There's this thing called the Yale Recruiting Showcase. So mm-hmm. I was up at Yale and then I made this tour of all the Northeast LAC schools. And um, so I met Woodsy here in the summer, and then I came for an official visit in late October. I think right after the Wallach. So, yeah. Warm. So maybe adjustments you had to make coming up to the Northeast from Missouri. Had you been to Maine before? Nope, no, I'm, I go to New York. I go to upstate New York for my, my, to visit my grandparents. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the winters are long here. But other than that, I, I, it's not that much different than Missouri. From a tennis perspective, when you got here as a first year, what were some adjustments you had to make maybe compared to playing in high school? I don't know. I think the coaching was a lot different. Um, coach, coach has this, uh, this, this like, style he wants you to play, and it was, it was different for me when I first came in. Um, so it took a lot of adjusting and like his mentorship and um, it, I just it kept slowly g- growing on me a little bit. I kept getting more open-minded to it, to it. When I came in, I was a little closed-minded at first, but I think the biggest jump for me was that I became more open-minded to his teaching and I mean, all the boys this year are especially on board and that makes it a lot easier to, to ease into his teachings and really trust the process. So what is that style kind of? That style, it's, uh, he calls it directional tennis. But um, it, he's, it's not about the technicality of the strokes. He really wants you to get the feeling of hitting the ball, flowing through the ball. And so if you don't, if you don't like, grasp that feeling, then it's kind of hard to understand. But 
I mean, everyone's felt good when they've been on the court. So he, he's basically wanting you to feel, re, recreate that feeling every time you're out there on the court. And um, yeah, if you keep if you keep trying for it, even though you might not get it sometimes, it just becomes easier and easier to replicate that. So as a sophomore playing number one doubles with Ben Rosen, what's that like? Yeah, me and me and Benny Froze have a good time out there. <laughs> uh, I think we have great great chemistry, and I think that's what's uh, what's helping us out a lot. Um, He's pushed me to be uh, to be my best at doubles. I'm playing the best dubs I think I've ever played in my career. So um, he's always pushing me. Coach is always pushing me. Everyone on the team's always pushing me. So I'm uh, just doing it for them out there. Yeah. So you have the doubles match, and then you have a singles match. So what transition is that like mentally and physically going from one to the other during you know a competition? Right. I think um, I think a lot some a lot of the aspects of dubs can uh, translate to singles, especially with returns and serving. Just being aggressive out there because in doubles you. You usually never want to be on the defense, so um, it translates well to singles. But the biggest thing is that in singles you're kind of out there alone, whereas I have froze the backboard off of. In doubles, if if you get down on yourself, but in singles you're someone out there alone. So I try to bring the team in. Everyone's always trying to get each other up on the on each other's courts, and um, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a different game. But I think a lot of doubles does translate over. So last year, obviously, a very exciting finish of the season in the NESCAC tournament. You guys were able to get into it yeah. um, at, the, at the last moment, right? Kind of, what was that like? <laughs> yeah, um, we, I mean, we had this we had this long talk about, oh, we're going to miss the seniors if our season ends, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, we finally find that we're in the NESCAC. We're like, uh-oh, pick the rackets back up. We're headed uh, we're headed to Williams. So, um, I mean, I was exhilarated. I was, I was extremely happy um, that we got a chance. I thought we deserved it, too. Uh, and we, we took a close one to Bowdoin that time too. Um, just wasn't our just wasn't our way that day. But I was extremely happy, and I hope we get another shot this year. I really do. Yeah, that Bates Bowdoin rivalry. Every sport's big, and last year it really showed up there in men's tennis. And what's what was your introduction like to that rivalry? Yeah, I don't know. The, the first day, the first time we played Bowdoin, um, it was this like this this ease among the team. I don't know what it was, but it's like we were ready. We had our game faces on. Um, it wasn't that tense, but then when we got to the NASCAR tourney, you felt that tension there, and um, yeah, I don't know. You can definitely feel this rivalry. Like you really, I mean, everyone's out there gunning for the for the win. So. And this year, obviously, it's going to come down the wire again, right? Seems like. <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah, um, we're going to be at Bowdoin this year, so yeah. we're going to see what those courts are like. But I think we're going to give it to them. You got Wesleyan coming up, right? You're yeah. at Wesleyan this upcoming week. I mean, you had a heartbreaker there against Amherst a few weeks back, but you guys have bounced back a couple wins since then. So what's, what are the teams at right now, you think? Yeah, a lot of 4-5 losses, but, um, I mean, although it would discourage most teams, I think our team's rebounded really well. Um, we're not too discouraged at all. And I think we just feel like if it was, I mean, between 4-5 losses, it's just a couple points, and that, that wins yours. So it's just like we just got to clinch up in those moments, and I think our team understands that. And, uh I think we're ready. I think we're ready for Wesleyan and Tufts. It must be nice to see, you know, not only the men's team doing well, but the women's team having a lot of success this year too, right? Yeah, it's uh, we've been a lot closer to the women's team this year. I feel like um, they've been they've having great success, and they're they've been uh, they spread their happiness to us. So uh, I think it's it's we're going along, we're going along pretty well. Excellent. Well, Jacob Coppola, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcats. Thanks, Aaron. Now it's time to talk to our Bobcats of the week. The rowing teams went undefeated on the Malden River on Saturday against tough competition. So this week, we honor both first varsity eights as the Bobcats of the week. The women's first varsity eight consists of Coxon, Hannah DeBruin, Stroke Laura Rand, Lena Rentel, Hannah Fitz, All-Americans Olivia Stockley and Rosemary Kine, Grace Murnahan, Catherine Barry Toon, and Bow Emma Wheeler. Kine is one of the Bobcats' three captains, and she joins us to represent our female Bobcats of the week. 
it was really fun. I think we were really excited to race some of our uh, big rivals in NESCAC, especially like um, Wellesley and Wesleyan. So it was really good to see them um, early in the season. Other than that, we were really excited to get on the water because this past week has been our first week on the water. So we were definitely ready to ready to go and see um, where we are to start off the season, sort of. And then going back to this fall, the head of Charles, uh, what an accomplishment that was, right? I mean, setting the course record for the collegiate age, what was that like for you, that the whole race? Because I know that's a huge deal in yeah. the world of rowing. Yeah, um, it was really exciting. I think there the whole this whole head of the Charles was a big one this year I think because so many course records were set the conditions were great um and things for us especially just sort of fell in place I think we had put a lot of work and we had during the fall season and we had um some great freshmen come in and we had a lot of people coming off of last year really excited um in all grades and so um just Ha- everything happened to sort of come in place, and I think we were prepared, and it, it just turned out really, really well. And this weekend, what were the conditions like there on the Molden River? Yeah, this weekend, things were all right. There was a little bit of wind, but um, for the most part, it was pretty great. The, that course is pretty protected, so it wasn't too bumpy, I guess. <laughs> now, you're from Nashville, so tell us how you first heard about Bates, how you first decided to come up here for college. I heard about Bates from a friend. I didn't really know that NESCAC existed, but she was touring Bates, and so I looked at it and then ended up really liking it and some of the other NESCACs. Um, and I wanted to get out of the South for a while, and I grew up there, so I wanted to experience something different. Um, and so it seemed like a good fit, and then I had actually just started rowing my senior year of high school, but I knew it was something that I wanted to do, and so I picked Bates. In the end, it sort of came down to, like, they were a big rowing, you know, school, and they were doing really well, so I figured it would be really fun. So your first year rowing was your senior year of high school, uh, and so that's, I mean, right away at Bates, you're on the second varsity, but tell us how you got into rowing as a senior in high school. Um, so a program started up in Nashville that um, was brand new, and I'd wanted to try it for a while because my mom rode in college, um, but there hadn't really been. It's not a huge scene, definitely not near the extent of it is in the Northeast. But um, so I really wanted to try it, and finally someone put pulled together a program in Nashville, um, and so it just happened that it was my last year there. But it worked out for the best. <laughs> well, and then you come to Bates, a powerhouse, and you're on a second varsity eight right away as a first year. Did rowing just kind of come naturally to you, or? Um, I guess some might say that. Uh, <laughs> It, I definitely, I had been doing sports my whole life, so I had been bouncing around from sport to sport, um, and sports were not a new thing to me, um, and so I knew, people had told me that I should try it before, and my mom really enjoyed it, and things like that, so it had definitely been something that I, even if I hadn't started my senior year, I was considering looking into in college, um, because it is one of those sports that you can you know, pick up in college. A lot of people do that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of <laughs> worked out for the best, I guess. Well, you're one of the captains now as a senior, and so what do you tell maybe some of the younger rowers coming into the program, whether it be first years or sophomores who might just be getting started about what it takes to succeed, you know, at Bates? Honestly, if you just stick with it, you can really work your way up. Um, if you put in the work, you will get results, and that's basically all it comes to it. Um if you go and ask the coaches like for help for questions if you just really engage yourself in it they you will see see a lot of results yeah 
you and Olivia have been in that powerhouse, the engine room, if you will, of the boat uh, your, your time during your time here. What's that dynamic like in terms of, you know, being the kind of force behind the race and everything? I mean, it is like, it's definitely not just us. It's no, not yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> all eight of us, but um, I think there is something to like us being leaders on the team and like with the other senior, Laura Rand in the boat, who has also been there uh, the past four years. Um, the three of us definitely... Um, we're very familiar with like the process and everything, so I think a lot of us can sort of have that calm attitude of like this is how things go, and like we have been getting more and more underclassmen in the uh, first varsity boat, so um, I think a large part of our role is speaking to that like sort of introducing them to how things go in a way that's not intimidating and like adjust helping them adjust to. Can you believe it's your your senior year already here? No, <laughs> no definitely not. It's quite terrifying, honestly. What what's the you know in terms of obviously the goal is you know winning another national title. But what are some things you know the team has really been focusing on you know in the practice, whether it be on the ergs or on the water? Yeah, I think um, especially this year, I think our senior class has been really strong. There's there's twelve of us, which is a huge number, um, and. Our freshman year was the first year that we won NCAA, so I think um, a lot of us are like really excited to sort of see exactly how far we can go this year and see like what limits we can push that um, you know we can sort of make our mark even a little bit more, I guess to say, which is exciting. The men's first varsity eight rolled to victory as well. Their boat consists of Cox and Ariel Lee, Stroke Kyle Schlater, Maxwell Malevich, Eric Jordan, Roderick Pratt. Quinn Gardner, Daniel Sparks, Mats Tervish, and Bow Josh Bilchek. As one of the captains, Tervish joins the Bobcats to represent the first varsity eight as our male Bobcats of the week. Welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. And tell us a little bit about how you originally got into rowing, you know, back in the day and what then led you to Bates. Thanks, Aaron, for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. <laughs> um, and first of all, shout out to a, a loyal li listener from Milwaukee, uh, Molly Pritz, class of 2017. Um... But yeah, so I uh, I got into rowing right before high school. Um, I had found a, a dinghy in, uh, in in northern Germany where, where I was vacationing with my family, and uh, I tried it out and I really liked it. Uh, and I really wasn't good at any of the sports that I'd been playing previously. Um, I'd done some tennis, um, and I I loved it, but I just I just wasn't good. And um, rowing was a cool opportunity at my high school at Harrington High School uh, in Philadelphia. Um, where it was a it was a blank slate for everyone, and what I really liked about the sport is that basically the more work you put in, the better you could get. And while I don't consider myself to have any sort of uh, you know athletic talent, um, I was just willing to sit there and be the guy who was there all day and be the most focused. And um, I really fell in love with the sport uh, over my uh, four years in high school, um, and then when I came to Bates. Um, I mean, we just had the perfect conditions for rowing, beautiful water, and a great coaching staff and great teammates. So, I mean, it's really been a pleasure. What made Bates kind of place for you? What, what appealed to you most? Um, so, going into uh, my college search, I um, I knew I wanted to go to a small school. I really appreciated having, um, you know, uh, close contact with professors and my classmates. Um, and I'd just been looking at the results, and I knew that, um, at the time, Bates was maybe in the top three or um, uh, four of the NESCAC, and um, I'd sent the um, assistant coach at the time an email, 
and I uh, came and visited, and um, I was actually supposed to tour uh, several schools uh, that weekend, um, but I, I came to Bates first, and I just I met the assistant coach, and I met our uh, head coach, Peter Steenstra, who was just smashing away at the ice with a, a giant uh, pole. And I don't know what made that made me <laughs> decide that this was, was a place for me, but I, uh, I kind of knew then, like, all right, I, I like these guys, and um, I feel like this is a place where I can really work hard and see how far I can go in the sport. So um, I actually canceled my visit uh, to a, another NESCAC school, <laughs> which I won't name. Uh, and, um, yeah, I basically told the, the assistant coach that uh, to plan on me for the next year. Nice, and you've been the captain the last couple of years now, so what's it like being one of the captains? Yeah, I mean, I'm really honored to be um, a captain, and uh, it feels like a, a big responsibility, and all, every day I just want to be able to set things up for everyone else to be able to work hard and um, for us to succeed as a team. Um, it's really been a cool experience to be a captain for two years now, um, just because sometimes you see a situation that you've seen before, and you can say, uh, well, like this worked for me last year. This didn't work. Um, so you have the opportunity to kind of learn from things. Um, and it's it's really been a pleasure. And it's been great to um, to be working with my co-captain, uh, Kyle Schleter, and um, the rest of the – there's been great leadership just across the team. So it's it's been a pleasure. Excellent. And so this past weekend, a successful regatta for everyone. Everyone on the each boat won their race. And so was that – I mean, that's – I thought it was great to see what was working particularly well for the first first year. Yeah, um, so we really enjoyed that uh, that race a lot every year. It's a, um, just the, by the way the race course works, there's some kind of points where each crew has an advantage or a disadvantage, and we really like how um, psychological um, that race is. Um, Coach puts a lot of emphasis on mental toughness uh, just throughout the winter, um, throughout the whole year. And so what we like about that race is it's really the the toughest crew who can um, either cope with being disadvantaged off one of the early turns or who can um, make sure to press their advantage. Um, so we felt very ready for that race. Um, we had gotten on the water for um, a couple of days beforehand, which was <laughs> actually a change over our previous races. Um, so I would just say that um, you know we took the race extremely seriously we knew that the crews that we were going up against had posted good results um and then we just pressed our advantage when we had to um and especially we saw that in our race but we saw that in all the other boats i mean we got to see the second varsity eight come down um just after we finished our race and i mean they were really moving well they're rowing very cleanly um and it was just great to see the depth across the squad that whole weekend for sure. Now, people may not know this, but men's rowing is not an NCAA sport, whereas women's rowing is. What is that dynamic like? Because I know you guys do have this big goal, though, of something that, that is only uh, one small school, right? Yeah. So it's quote-unquote small school can go to, which is the IRAs. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of a complicated thing. And it's, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to no. understand. Yeah. Um, but basically um, – so whereas uh, in women's rowing, which uh, is part of the NCAA, there's a Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three national championship, and it's all kind of structured really nicely. Um, for what I understand, like historic reasons, men's rowing is a really old sport in the United States, and so it never really joined up into the NCAA. And so instead we have kind of a hodgepodge of different championships at the end of the year, um, 
And the most prestigious by far is the IRA National Championship. So that's our equivalent of a Division One championship where, um, I mean, the top schools there, like University of Washington, California, those are the fastest crews in the United States, if not the world. I mean, they have um, either they have Olympians or future Olympians uh, in their boat. And uh, as of two years ago, um, we've become essentially eligible to qualify for the IRA and we've received we would be able to go to the IRA if we win um, the championship that we've been going to, which is called the NIRC championship. Uh, and so basically, last year we came in uh, second place to Hobart, uh, and so they got to go, and we didn't We didn't go. Uh, and this year, I mean, our big goal has just been beat Hobart in this race, and um, then if we do so, we get this kind of huge honor of... Uh, as far as I know, being um, the first NESCAC to go to the IRA since I think Coach said like maybe like 100 years ago, Bowden went, but um, <laughs> really kind of uh, something that's never been done before. So that's been a, a huge goal for us and really focused us every day. For sure. And then uh, what do we got coming up this weekend? So we have our race against uh, MIT and Colgate on Saturday, and then we have the President's Cup on Sunday, which is the home race against um, Colby and Bowden. So if anyone's interested in seeing some rowing on our home river, um, come out on Sunday. Um, and both of those races are, are really great. Um, on Sunday, it's fun to be uh, you know, rowing with a home crowd. And on Saturday, we'll be racing against really uh, top-tier crews. Uh, MIT, is, um, uh, you know, MIT and Colgate are um, essentially like Eastern, it's called Eastern Sprints, but they're um, really top-class crews that uh, we enjoy getting to, to measure ourselves against. So it should be a good race. Yeah, speaking of the President's Cup, people can come check out the Boathouse, which has been up for a little bit more than a year now. Yeah. But well, what's that uh, life, new lifestyle like, if you will? <laughs> uh, it's luxurious. I yeah. mean, <laughs> um, in some ways, it's, it's opened up a lot of opportunity for us. I mean, uh, a lot of us get to keep our personal singles. Um, you know, we get to stretch and warm up in in uh well not in like freezing rain as <laughs> we used to um but in other ways i mean like coach likes to say uh it doesn't change like who the team is the the values that we have on the team it's more of a reflection of the good work that people have been putting in um since i've been here but way way before that too um since the team was started so uh, we really appreciate all the support from the alumni and the people behind the scenes who have given us this opportunity to have really i think um, once the the river is unfrozen, the best place to row in the NESCAC, if not in the country. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts on you know your senior year and uh, obviously the goal? Of it, we've talked about it, but like other thoughts about wrapping up your career, kind of at Bates and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean this this goal has been really on all of our minds uh, since it became an opportunity, um, and so we're going to do everything that we can to make that happen uh, and just try and keep pushing the program forward. And then uh, once once we're done with that, I'm really excited to see uh, where the program keeps going because uh, we've really got a lot of young talent that's been stepping up, not throughout the winter training, but also just uh, every day in practice. And uh, it's really great to see. We have a great assistant coach, uh, Kinney, who has been uh, bringing in uh, a lot of recruits all the time, and so um, we're, I'm really optimistic for the future of the team, and it's going to be great to be able to watch. But uh, we have a little bit of business to take care of before we get there. <laughs> Sounds good. Monster of each representing the men's first varsity eight, male Bobcats of the week. Thanks so much. Thank you.
The track and field teams held their own with Division I opponents Maine and New Hampshire at the UNH Wildcat Invitational on Saturday. Now they gear up for this weekend, with the women competing at Bowdoin in the Aloha Relays and the men hosting the 119th annual edition of the Maine Men's Outdoor Track and Field Championships this Saturday. Previewing the Maine State Outdoor Men's Track and Field Championships with the head coach of the men's track and field team here at Bates, Al Farashidian. And coach, first of all, this wasn't expected to actually host this event this year, but you guys are stepping up and doing it. You did it last year as well, so uh, it's just like riding a bike, right? We do have the opportunity. We hosted three meets indoors, so yeah. we kind of had the system. I, I basically told my officials indoors, though, that uh, I appreciated their help and that I was going to give them a break during the outdoor season. And then and then we got notification that Colby couldn't host, and, and uh, we were really the only option. So uh, fortunately, the officiating crew is fantastic here, and they all responded positively. So I, I think we'll be in pretty good shape when the meet rolls around. And obviously this meet features, you know, pretty much every varsity Division three program in Maine, essentially. And so what's what's it like each and every year in terms of the dynamic of, um, you know, competing for that Maine state title? Well, it's it's a, certainly a key focus for our team, and, yeah. and we'll be we'll be trying to do the best that we can to to try to make sure we bring that trophy back home. Um, we lost it last year to Bowdoin, and we're not real happy about that, so we'd like to get it back. Um, but it's been fun to watch some of these other programs develop. Husson is really uh, developing a nice program. We're seeing some really good, strong athletes come out of them. And and uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago where Southern Maine was kind of in that developmental program, and they've really developed into a very strong program year in and year out. And and now I'm seeing some of the same same things happening at uh, UMaine Farmington and and uh, Huss and I already mentioned, but St. Joe's as well. Um, you know, so it's it's fun to watch. You know, Maine kind of you know embrace track and field at the college level, and, and more people getting involved and having a lot of success. And is it just like the indoors, where this is kind of the last event for like the whole team, essentially, right? Yes, um, yeah. there are. Well, there are a couple of qualifying standards, okay. but for the most part, it's an open meet yeah. for the uh, full team, and and um, and so this is generally, for, certainly from our perspective, uh, a huge meet because it is the only time when all sixty kids on the team are going to be able to compete together as a unit. You know, from here we'll get into meets that have you know higher qualifying standards, and some kids probably won't meet those standards, so uh, their their season will end here. So for some of those guys, it's their the pinnacle of their year. For sure. And then what are some events maybe you're really excited to see? I just think it's going to be a great meet. Uh, you know, and, and I've thought about this this morning, but we've got we've got uh, we've got an outstanding senior class right now that that really is doing a phenomenal job of creating a tremendous culture and really helping uh, to bring this team together like like very few teams I've ever seen. And I'm really excited to just see how the whole dynamic works. The challenge is that Bowdoin also has probably the best senior class I've ever seen out of them. Mm-hmm. And so so we've got you know basically a couple of titans that are going to be kind of lining up against each other and, and I think it's going to be one of those where that team that that maybe has that little extra chemistry that little extra determination is probably going to prevail so during the meet when you're hosting for outdoors what's your day like i'll be here early and making sure things are set up and just trying to coordinate as much as possible i really want to try to get as much of that stuff done uh, ahead of time so that during the meet I can be a little bit more, you know, present in the moment and, and able to, you know, kind of, I, I tend to try to float a little bit more during the state meet because I want to try to see some of the events on the track and some of the events, you know, you know some of the jumps and various different events that are going all over the place. Uh, but as a as, as a direct kind of a, 
a coach of the throws and the vault, I have to also make sure those athletes are getting what they need, and those are going to be important events for us. Well, speaking of the throws, obviously, D-Ray, you know, he told me he's, you know, he's definitely extra motivated after kind of a disappointing indoor nationals, essentially, for him. Uh, what do you, in his final quarter here, can you believe it? He's just a great young man, and, yeah. and you know, no matter what he gets accomplished in, in track and field, and he's already accomplished a ton, it's going to pale compared to the, just the quality of the person he is and the, and the blessing, the privilege it's been to be able to work with him for four years. Um, and so I'm just trying to enjoy every day that we get and every moment that we have and, you know, how he goes about his, his attitude and practice and trying to embrace all three of the throws that he does. And, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of funny when you get three, it's always like juggling. One's usually going pretty good. Maybe the others aren't going quite as good. But, but usually around this time of year, he just tends to figure it all out and it tends to come together nicely for him. Excellent. Uh, dare I ask what the weather forecast is for Saturday? Looks really good. Oh, good. I okay. hate to even say that. <laughs> I'm know, scared to death to say that, but uh, <laughs> particularly with the weather we've had, but it's looking like Friday and Saturday it's going to be uh, sunny and in, in the low to mid 50s. And for us, I mean, that, we might as well be in Florida for that matter. We're going to be contesting the hammer and the discus on Friday night, uh, largely due to the change in the scheduling. Uh, softball scheduled for a doubleheader on Saturday, uh, and we really can't throw the hammer and discus while they're they're having a, a softball game out there. <laughs> So, so bottom line is, uh, uh, we are going to have contest the hammer and discus on Friday night, uh, which will you know be a great for our team and kind of hopefully get us off to a good start. Although Bowden has some tremendous throwers too, so it's going to be a head-to-head battle right there. Should be a lot of fun, and then all the other meets, all the other events on Saturday. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll recap a pair of huge games against Tufts and Amherst for both lacrosse teams, along with the host of other contests taking place over spring break. Find the full schedule at GoBatesBobcats.com, and we will have it all covered next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.